Welcome to the Scuttlebutt on 89.1 KNSJ Disconzo, San Diego's only military radio hour, with your hosts, Maximus and Van, bringing you news, stories, and interviews from and for the military and veteran community of San Diego. Welcome, everybody, to another special episode of the Scuttlebutt Show. I am Max Maximus Bloom, and I'm here with my co-host, Van, and our good friends who you normally don't hear from too much, but they're on the episode today. It's uh, Mikey, our producer, and Eric, our sound engineer. Hey, how's it going? How's it going, people? So you just heard from Mikey and Eric. They're going to be joining us to do... What we're going to do today is a, a year in review. So what we're going to do is we're going to hit kind of the wave tops of all the major news stories month by month throughout the year, especially those that affected the military. And a lot of these were maybe not directly military actions or military news, but they were the things that we knew we were talking about in and around the shop, on the on the non-skid, on the flight deck, you know, in the desert. Deck, deck plates. plates. There the, it is. Oh, yeah, there we go. Knew that was coming. Max, so, Max real quick, uh, just so yeah. our listeners uh, can get familiar uh, with our company today, I, I identify myself as a veteran. I identify you as a veteran. Uh, Mikey, do you consider yourself a veteran? Uh, do you consider yourself a family of, of a veteran or a friend of a veteran? Oh, I'm definitely a veteran. I'm a chief in the Navy Reserve still, so. All right. Definitely still in oh, engaged. Eric? I'm a veteran. Did 10 years active duty Navy. Yeah. People, people need to know. And for our listeners out there who uh, maybe are just tuning in, I also am a veteran. I did 13 and a half years oh, in the Navy, oh, active duty, yeah. and got out. Uh, so we are a show by and for the military community of Southern California, San Diego, and the rest of the nation, internationally, whoever may be listening. We try to hit on news stories that, uh, norm- on a normal episode, we try to hit on news stories that affect the San Diego area. This week, on the- for our year in review episode... We're going to go ahead and talk about kind of the major news stories, uh, a couple local ones, but mostly major news stories affecting the the world. It's been kind of a rowdy year. A lot has happened. We've had a new president. We've had a lot of international actions against terror organizations. We have just a lot of natural disasters that affected the country. We've had a lot of things. Yep. And uh, we did some homework and we, we collected... Uh, news stories that we're going to discuss, and some of these things will just hit facts, and then some things we'll interject our um, opinions and thoughts on, and we'd love to hear from you guys, too. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash The Scuttlebutt Show, or on Instagram at The Scuttlebutt Show, and you are listening to us live on KNSJ 89.1 in San Diego, or streaming at knsj.com. You can go on there and click the stream now, and you'll hear us live uh, as well, and you can find us on the recap of the episodes week by week on Facebook and you go back and listen to old episodes or find this one and listen to it over and over again. If that's what, uh, if, if that's what fancies your jolly, was that a saying? Uh, just missed it. Okay. Just missed it. Went in Rome. Yeah. Okay. So what we're going to do now is Rome, we're going to, we're going to start with, uh, January, 2017. So we're going to, we're on four minute timers here for each month in the news. So we're going to try to keep ourselves honest with that. So for January, I'll, I'll lead off for January. Uh, and the Navy SEALs conducted a raid in Yemen against oh, yeah. terror organization. Yeah. And uh, Chief Ryan Owens, Navy SEAL operator, was killed in that raid. This made big news because the whole event kind of got politicized with the new president. Yeah. And the controversy between was the mission uh, a, a good thing to conduct at the time? Was it the right timing for it? Was it a political event? Right. The whole thing kind of turned into this... Uh, Right versus left story. Yeah, but I hate I hate seeing that because I Me think too. that when uh, when it comes to our military and our people serving overseas, it should never be politicized right. to that level. It should be bipartisan. Yeah, 
Yeah, and they, they definitely, they, yeah, yeah, they, they, and, they, and they got caught in the middle, right? We get, we get caught in the middle all the time. Along with that, I will say, it's, it's always funny to me uh, how people us make assumptions, uh, make assumptions about our political mindset. Like, we are just, we're, we're like our own separate country. We're just made up of different people with different ideas, and, and the only difference between military and non-military people is maybe uh, we're just not as shy about speaking our minds. Maybe we're kind of taught, like, you got to have a mind of your own to, to survive this. So I think, that's a, I think that's a great story to bring up for, for January. And it was right at that time where they were switching between the Obama administration and the Trump administration, and they were both trying to take credit for the success of it and both trying to avoid uh, the failures of it where we, we lost Chief, Chief Owens there. So uh, an interesting thing to get caught in the middle on and just to watch on that from the outside. Yeah. Van, what do you have uh, for January? For uh, January, uh, ISIS claims an attack in a nightclub in Istanbul. 17 people were killed. And Istanbul is an interesting uh, area because Istanbul's always wanted to become part of the European Union, but they are a Muslim country. And so they are kind of tra- – Turkey's kind of trapped in the middle. And if you remember some of the headlines uh, – they're always kind of beefing with the Kurds. They have a border with Syria. They have a border with Iraq, and they want to be part of the European Union. So, how do you successfully do that? Go back to the old name Constantinople, and then there we join go. the European Union. There we go. It, that's a really good point, you know, because that was that was that was their opportunity, uh, and and just from the from the antiquity, uh, they kind of lost uh, their 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 position as part of Europe as Europe expanded to the east. They they kind of represented that wall. Go ahead. Um, so th- that mirrored uh, the Orlando nightclub shooting. So sure did. What you'll see is a lot of these new stories about terror attacks kind of have similar tactics employed. And with it being the new year in a couple of days, everyone just remember to be safe out there and uh, keep your head in a swivel and report anything suspicious. See something, say something. And then I got one more uh, military-related uh, topic uh, from January. U.S. troops were actually deployed to Norway for the first time since World War II. Oh, yeah, I remember this. Yeah, the Marines— uh, Was this in response to Russia? Yep. So as, as uh, Russia started jockeying for position and flexing uh, their, their international sort of capacity on the same level that we do— because uh, there are competitors. I mean, uh, globally, China and Russia are trying to compete with us on the global stage as far as military might. And so this was our response uh, to Russia's movement of doing uh, training drills on, on, on their European borders. So we uh, went to our allies and set up camp over there and let them know uh, we, we can get there overnight. It was a busy military month in January, huh? Yeah. One other thing that I think is worth noting is uh, on his way out of office, uh, President Obama uh, commutes Chelsea Manning, who is notorious uh, for um, being an army private who had access to sensitive information and released tons of information to the WikiLeaks. There's the Ooh, buzzer. the buzzer goes off yeah. just in time. Bop, bop, bop. Okay, so with that buzzer, we're going to move on to uh, February. And, man, that Chelsea Manning thing, there's a lot of other stories that kind of spurred out of that. Oh, yeah. uh, maybe maybe we'll get to those as they come up chronologically, but uh, let's move on to February. So for February, I got a story here. Uh, the headline from uh, mili- from defensenews.com was military chiefs warn of force readiness struggles. So the reason I brought this one up is because the military went through a period of heavy downsizing Yes, where I know in the Navy, the Army, um, I think Marines and Air Force also came out with these programs to incentivize or either just end the service of many of the members as the uh, Afghanistan war was 
slowing and the Iraq war was closing down. Just so, Only, just so our listeners know, oh, yeah. they, are, they basically fired a bunch of military people who were doing good at their job. I think that's what I was, uh, yeah, yeah, that's what I was saying in, in, in kinder. But, but they gave it a warm, fuzzy so nice about it. Yeah, they yeah. gave it a nice, warm, yeah. fuzzy name. They called it force shaping. Force, yeah. So force shaping, hmm, I think that, you know, from the, from the level of the standard middle, middle management or just regular employee level that a lot of us are at for our non-military listeners, that's where we would place ourselves at. It was kind of a problem that we saw coming. Like yeah. if you just kick a bunch of people out and then get the, the personnel level down to the lowest levels you possibly can, well, what happens the next time that there's a, an engagement like there has been against ISIS or the regrowth of the war in Afghanistan um, or the initiative in Africa, which kind of only came to fruition publicly in the last couple of months. So uh, right now we're facing a, a critical manning issue in the military, and I think it could be uh, attributed to the significant drawdown they did to try to save money a few years ago. Agreed. Plus a lot of like minim, middle management experience was lost. So, you know, you got a lot of guys who, who lack experience and were trying to conduct missions and having a hard time doing so. Yeah. yeah. And, and there's also this idea going around in the country of w- will there be eligible enough eligible service members in 10 years or are people getting too fat? Have you heard this? That for one reason or another, medically, uh, a much smaller than average percentage of Americans are even qualified for military service as the standards are now Based due to a lot of health, health and physical requirements. Yeah. So all that is starting to add up into a kind of a, what would you call it? Like a, like a perfect storm yeah. scenario for Manning. Yeah. I'll tell you what, uh, just to touch on what you said, Eric, uh, I was always under the impression when I was first coming up in the military, uh, my leadership, my chiefs, my first classes, uh, they would tell me their job is to teach me their job. <laughs> like that's the, the last wicket of their job is to teach me their job so that I can replace them. And that's when I first started hearing that, that, you know, that now sort of uh, classical saying of uh, everybody in the military has one thing in common. They will get out. Now, whether you're kicked out, uh, you do your 20 years, you're honorably discharged, whatever, whatever it is, everybody gets out. And so I think that that kind of ties into our mission statement here at the show. And uh, it just kind of goes to show it, you cannot replace experience with money or, or, or with new blood. Experience speaks for itself. And, uh, and I apologize. I kind of ate up February with that story. We got about 30 seconds left. And real quick, really quick, story. I just want to interject for anybody who might be just tuning into the show. You're listening to the Scuttlebutt Show on 89.1 KNSJ. Uh, we're a military-themed show in Southern California, so stick around. And we talk about all military-related issues and news and events and have veteran guests on. Yep, and you're listening to our end-of-the-year show. We are doing a month-by-month uh, review for the year 2017. And I'll just add one more thing for yeah. February. Yeah. And Michael Flynn... Uh, resigns. So those of you who don't know what that is, Google it. Ooh, Google it. Yeah. Love Google. Or Bing it. I really think it's Bing's year. I say that every year, but I think 2018 is Bing's year. The most searched thing on Bing is Google. Just just go to Bing and and search for Google and get to Google. Got it. Okay. Timer went off. I don't know if you guys heard that in the background uh, over Mikey's joke and us laughing at it. But um, uh, Van, go ahead and hit us up with some March facts. Okay, March. I'll just kind of follow up with the WikiLeaks uh, thing from January. Uh, WikiLeaks. WikiLeaks finally uh, releases documents detailing the CIA's uh, processes for surveillance. So it outlines the software they use, the hardware they use, and the actual process they use uh, to collect information 
and to surveil uh, different people. This was highly controversial. Uh, A, because the information was exposed to WikiLeaks, and so why are we allowing uh, in, our, in, our, in our country uh, where we promote free speech, uh, why are we allowing uh, people to freely uh, disseminate information? And, and, and so the Chelsea Manning case was sort of a big deal for me. And so it's just like the Snowden thing. Like, they're just big deals for me. Like, that is, that is basically turning your back on your family. And whether or not your heart was in the right place or not, the way you did it wasn't right. And so that's just my personal take on it. That's how I feel about it. Uh, there's a way to change the world, and it's, and, it's, and it's from you. It's from where you stand at. So you need to change it in your own family, in your own communities, uh, and, 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 your friends and, and your friends and family, you change their minds, and eventually those people extends out, the rippling effect happens, and the world becomes a better place, but it has to start with you and your own convictions, not just some blatant action uh, where you go out and you compromise our ability to protect ourselves as a nation, because ultimately this is our home. And, that, and so for me, that was, a, that was, I just, I understand that and interpret that as, as a national betrayal uh, to his national family. So, uh, you know, that's a big story for me. So I wanted to make sure that I hit that. And then uh, another thing that happened in March, uh, Trump, President Trump uh, revokes uh, climate change policies that Obama had put into place uh, he was stating that he was trying to save jobs. So this is sort of the coal industry. Uh, he sort of uh, loosened up some of the restrictions that President Obama had put uh, into the coal industry, trying to usher us into renewable energies. And, and Trump kind of came after he took office, and uh, he repealed some of those, some of those policies, uh, trying to save jobs. And it did. It saved some jobs. But uh, you know, ultimately, at what cost? I mean, I mean, it's not like we're riding a horse and buggy anymore. So why are we using coal anymore? I mean, that's my personal take on it. So, um, another what thing, else? Yeah, what else? Yeah. Well, this is interesting. Another thing that I wasn't expecting to read, and I didn't really catch this during the year, but I saw it in the year in review, was uh, Congress tells NASA start planning to get to Mars, do it by 2033. So, how that became uh, part of our priority list is this the new space race? This is the new space race, man. And and I and I don't understand why is going to Mars so important right now. Like we can't even figure out how to safely operate ships at sea without crashing into each other, and they're worried about getting to Mars. Well, we always innovate. We're constantly innovating, right? Yeah, and maybe trying to be a, a leading edge on 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 technology and yeah. the way ahead and the way forward. And maybe colonizing their, Mars. Yeah, and maybe in their search for Mars, they'll figure out how to drive a ship. And it's gonna. You know what? If we do that, it's gonna be inherently be a dangerous thing. Uh, look at the the Apollo missions and how many people were lost in the Apollo missions and nearly lost going to Mars is going to be for, I know for, I've read for the people who have volunteered to colonize Mars. That's a one way trip with no expectation of return. Yeah. Would you do it? Would I do would it? You? No, I would not do it. I'm in. I'm you, down. You're in. Oh, for sure. Here's so, an interesting okay. fact as we get out. Okay. Of, as we get out, out of we're going into out March, of, uh, February here, we have not been to the moon in 45 years. Oh yeah. Aren't we about to go back? They're talking about it. So we're in uh we're in March now, right? Uh, we are in March. So I have uh, <clears throat> one news story here from March, which is uh, for those of our San Diego listeners who might be familiar with the Fat Leonard scandal, uh, it is a Navy, primarily Navy story, where some of the top leadership up at the admiral level 
were accepting bribes from mm. ports in the Pacific in order to... Are we in April? Yeah, we're supposed to move on to April. Ah, oh, well, you that would You burned up a more minute on March, so three minutes in April. Let's okay, well, there, that, that's our mistake. Okay, thanks, Mikey. That's why we have producer Mikey here uh, keeping us Good in check. Job, Mike. But we have one major story from April that we have to hit. Moab. Bum, 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 bum. Boom. Moab. Mother of all bombs dropped in Afghanistan. Largest non-nuclear uh, uh, ordinance ever dropped on the planet, correct? Yeah, I'm watching a, I'm watching a video on it here of the uh, fallout. What we'll do is we'll share a link on Facebook of yeah. the of the ex- actual explosion happening. This thing is intense. If you've never been near an explosion, it doesn't take much of an explosion to really rock you. You feel it from far away, that shockwave. Yeah. This was the biggest non-nuclear explosion. This thing could level a, a, a small city. And it was awesome. I think, does everyone here agree that dropping a Moab on terrorists is awesome? Absolutely. Didn't they, they wreck their entire tunnel system, right? And I think, what was the body count? I mean, it was 94. Count wasn't huge. Nine, well, 94 is pretty big for one bomb. It's, it's pretty big. I don't, but what I'm saying is hopefully they were, all 94 of them were bad dudes hiding in tunnels. It wasn't just people. It was strategic things that were in that area also. So it works out. Right weapon, right target. Quote from yeah. the U.S. military. Yeah. I think, I, man, I would have loved to have seen a Moab get dropped on so many different places that I've been to. <laughs> so this weapon is known as the GBU-43 slash B, Massive Ordnance Air Blast Bomb, or Mother of All Bombs. Moab is the acronym there. And I, Man, I loved this story. I was so into it. And it, it did detonate above the surface, right? Like, it, like they, they did it just right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, it was uh, the right strike at the right time. So it's a 30-foot long GPS guided bomb. And uh, so the destruction equivalent is about nine city blocks. So it'd be like if uh, nine blocks of Manhattan were taken out uh, is the amount of power that this thing has. Yeah. Good thing it's this weapon's on our side. Yeah. And uh, we dropped in Afghanistan against uh, an ISIS stronghold because the ISIS in Afghanistan threat is, is emerging. Real this year. It's a real problem. So that was uh, my biggest story, to, the one that I really wanted to hit because uh, it was just a fantastic event yeah so the only thing i had for april was uh, iraqi forces uh kill the number two isil uh dude in al-qaim uh he was basically the financier so uh they couldn't do all the bad stuff they do uh without money and so that in their in their big capture of all their land and territory one of the things that they grabbed were oil fields and ways to to create monies and this dude was sort of the mastermind behind it he was like their warren buffett uh, sort of speak, so or the Treasury Secretary of Treasury. Anyways, they got them. Uh, the other thing uh, that I kind of got from April with North Korea launches a missile into the Sea of Japan, and this kind of starts. Uh, this this, this kind of gets everybody's attention. Uh, what's North Korea up to? Um, you know, and and people start reviewing some of the sanctions that were put into place. But this this will lead on to the rest of the year, obviously. One one thing, yeah. So on that note, one thing that I noticed while doing the research for this, every article that I came, I mean, it was. So hard to find something that wasn't Donald Trump or North Korea in the headline. Yeah. The news was kind of hijacked this year by those things. Yeah. Okay. Agreed. With that, we got to move on to uh, May. Okay. So Take it over, man. So for May, um, more with more Donald Trump news, I suppose, uh, Comey uh, was fired. So those of you who don't know who Comey is. Remind us. Google. He's the FBI uh, director. Bing. And, and he was, yeah, Bing it. Uh, he was the FBI director and... Uh, the story, as the media wants us to understand it, is that uh, President Trump asked him 
uh, to take it easy on the Michael Flynn deal and and to just relax that there was no there was nothing bad going on and just let it go and uh, Comey did not comply uh, easily and so President Trump fired him and he said I can do that I'm the boss so he's still he's still uh, living living the vita loca. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so, so, so Ricky uh, Martin reference. Yep. So uh, his predecessor, uh, President Obama, his library officially opened in May of this year. Um, more uh, importantly, and I think more on a global stage, and just to sort of see the the impact and the global threat that that we that we really do face, and we really need to concern ourselves with. Is uh, and this is just becoming uh, a progressively more recurring theme. Uh, the the uh, there was the terror attack on Ariana Grande's concert in Manchester. Oh man, uh, I get my blood boils over thinking about these types of things. The cowardice displayed by these people yeah. is insane. And anybody who thinks that we should do anything less than slaughter the enemies of the United States, these yeah. people. Is in, is out of their minds. Yeah, twenty-two people died in that terror attack. Um, a lot of children. Uh, yeah, and kids. most notably, yeah, an eight-year-old, eight-year-old little girl. And they were all completely innocent. I mean, when yeah. it comes to political positioning and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And yeah. vans driving into crowds. Not our host, <laughs> but like U-Haul vans <laughs> driving into crowds. Right. Uh, it's sickening, and yeah. I hate it. What I really hate about it is, so, you know. We, have, we all want to be about something. We all want to be loved. We all want to be needed to some degree. We all want to feel like we have a purpose, right? So you have these guys, and randomly, anybody, you could, somebody could be sitting in their living room and decide, I, I want to have a purpose. I don't know what my life's about. I want to have a purpose. Well, as they get on the internet, if they happen to be radicalized by, by these crazies uh, who hate America and, 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 and they get sort of inspired to do these types of attacks. In other words, how many of these attacks are people who aren't really uh, ISIS or even religious people, but they're trying to, this is basically their business card for ISIS saying, hey, I want to be somebody to somebody, and this is who they chose. This is who they sympathize with, this is who they empathize with, and this is who they chose uh, to have a purpose for. And for what purpose? Like, who benefits from an eight-year-old little girl dying at an Ariane Grande concert? Like, was was there some type of was there some type of uh, message uh, received by the rest of the world? Uh, because the message for me is we got to hunt these dudes down, and we we've got to get them off the internet, and we got to get their ideals off the face of the earth because it's because it's only resulting in death and destruction. Yeah, uh, are we in? Are we in? This is May right now, we're, right? We're in May right now. Okay, so for anybody who might be just joining us, that was. Man, that gets me so hot yeah. thinking about that. Uh, Sorry, buddy. So if you're just joining us, you're listening to The Scuttlebutt Show, San Diego's only military radio hour, where we talk about news and information and veterans' issues in and around San Diego, Southern California, as well as international news. This is our year in review. We're going on halfway through, entering June. Uh, so thanks for tuning in. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash The Scuttlebutt Show and on Instagram at The Scuttlebutt Show, where we... We'll replay all our episodes podcast style, and uh, you can find a lot more uh, add-on information from the topics that we talk about as well. Yep, so. just finishing up May here, and now we're going to June. What do you got, Max? So June, okay, I don't have very many uh, very happy topics to talk about in June. So two things notable to the military to happen in June that are, uh, you know, 
things that we're always going to address on this show, which is violence and death. Um, <laughs> so one of them is the uh, USS Fitzgerald collision, okay. where uh, seven sailors, yeah. two from San Diego, were yeah. killed. Yeah. And at the end of the episode, we're going to do a, a, a list of all the military members who died serving overseas and uh, from this another plane crash that made headline news uh, this year. That's obviously not every service member who died in any capacity, but those are all the ones who died overseas on deployment or uh, in major training accidents, mission related uh, in the States. So we'll identify the names of those guys uh, coming up. And we talked about the ship crashes in an earlier episode. So there were two and we're going to get to the other one in a couple months in our review. Um, But you know what? It being the end of the year now and having a lot of reviews done on this, and it ends up being uh, they attributed these crashes to human error, and they were all avoidable between the technology that we have and the people that we have. Uh, training wasn't up to par, and we talked about earlier there being a critical shortage of manning. So we're, we're asking more of less people, and the demands never stop, and they never slow down. They always go up because we're always increasing our workload. We never go backwards. We right. never go down. Yep. Uh, and then there's events like this to happen where people end up getting killed um, that were avoidable. And we can talk more about that, but to make sure we get it in um, with enough time, I also want to hit on a blue on green attack. Uh, I'm sorry, green on blue attack. So green on blue is when a partner force attacks an American force. So we had a green on blue attack in Afghanistan in June where uh, three service members were shot and killed by an Afghani soldier who opened fire on them. And and throughout the entire length of the war, this has happened many times. You have a sympathizer or a defector or somebody who was bribed or maybe uh, not blackmailed, but maybe their family was being held hostage or something like some kind of reason that they were forced to commit these acts and they turn on their American partner forces and commit these acts of violence, whether it's a gun or a grenade or whatever their method is. Yeah. Uh, and they shot and killed three service members yeah. in Afghanistan. Very prevalent in 2012, 2013. A lot of the uh, green on blues were happening. Isn't that when also a, uh, a general? Was killed in the green on blue. That's right. In uh, in their operations center. Yep. And it was uh, yeah, like uh, in their tactical operations center. So uh, Max gave a really good uh, definition of green on blue. And uh, for those of you that just uh, weren't able to really capture what that is, that's just when we go support a different government with our with our U.S. forces. Uh, one of the things that we do is we train those people how to fight. Well, basically, the people we taught how to fight turn their guns on us. Uh, inside the safety uh, of, of the compound or the operations center. So super tragic, and it's, uh, I just can't believe it's still happening. Uh, to go back to uh, the USS Fitzgerald, I wonder, uh, I'd love to see a study uh, just to see how the downsizing, the force shaping, how the loss of experience has added uh, to that uh, happening because that's the proof in the pudding. Uh, Totally, like you said, totally preventable. So what, how much, uh, how much experience was lost? Was it, was it some E2 that gave the captain of the ship information and he was poorly trained and was just reading bad information and the captain, but it's the captain's job to double check that. You know what I mean? But if he develops a good working relationship with that E2 who's poorly trained, how's he, he doesn't directly train that E2. He just works with him and depends on him to be excellent at his job. So that's how, I just wanted to kind of tie that together. That's how, uh, experience really plays its role. Okay. So moving on to July. June. Uh, that was June. We just that did was June. June. Got it. So we're moving on to July. Uh, July had another... I'm a time traveler, by the way. So, 
July, July had another tragic event for the military. This is when a um, Marine KC-130 air, aircraft flying from the East Coast to the West Coast crashed along the uh, Mississippi Delta region where 16 service members were killed. Again, uh, at the end of the episode, we're going to do a review of the names. Um, but they were flying just transporting from the East Coast to the West Coast, which I think we've all done many times, flown around the world on these planes, uh, which are just basically big, hollowed-out hangars, if you can imagine that, uh, where you sit along the walls and fly. You know, you, you sit along, somebody sits along the left wall, some people are sitting along the right wall, you're facing each other. There could be trucks or, or cargo. cargo in yeah. the middle of you. And uh, these planes are they're very industrial-looking on the inside. And uh, as we... As we take a look at this, naval or military aviation is just a very dangerous job, not uh, for any particular reason aircraft-wise, but we take on dangerous missions and fly yeah. dangerous uh, tactics, like when you're flying into a base and in, right. into a war zone or uh, flying out of one, those, those uh, tactical takeoffs and landings. And we definitely push the limit on fatigue uh, and equipment. Trying to get the most out of every dollar from funding that we get, and that's really what it comes down to. And being able to get, and the mission is be able to get somewhere overnight, ultimately, right? Like, look at the guys in Norway. Like, those guys, the only reason those Marines were able to get there overnight is because of the training and because of that mindset, that combat mindset. It Uh, looks like, I want to say, it looks like Mikey had something to say. Mikey, did you have something? What do you got, Mike? Just say something. You're, you guys are still. You guys are still here. We're here. We're, we're here. We're doing our thing. We're just kind of letting you guys make it through the time. You can interject. Like I mean, that. we're we're on the we're on the air, but you guys interject. You guys are here too as yeah. guests and hosts. Jump on in. I'll, I'll do my best because you know I can end up talking forever. So you okay. Know. Okay. okay. Let me let me jump in with a little something from uh, more North Korea news. How about that? Uh, in July, North Korea officially does its first uh, intercontinental ballistic missile test, which then we. Uh, have heard a lot more of those since then, right? Oh, yeah. So halfway through the year. So at the beginning of the year, North Korea is like, we will have these capabilities and we are continuing, la, 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 la. Everybody's like, yeah, more saber, saber rattling, right? Well, here we are in July, and now they're successfully, they've done a few few launches, medium-range missile test over the Sea of Japan, uh, who's, who's, who's kind of got to be a little bit worried because part of the treaty from World War II with Japan was they will not have a military force, an offensive military force. They can only have a defensive military force. So Japan's over there. Now they're considered our ally. We're responsible uh, for their military to a certain degree. They've sh- got to be shaking their boots as these guys are launching missiles into the Sea of Japan. Well, here in July, uh, North Korea basically says, hey, we can reach out and we can touch Guam. We could touch San Diego. We could, uh, we, we are, we are uh, going to be able uh, we are going to be a global threat by the end of the year. That's basically the story that's being told uh, through their actions. Uh, more notable news for July. Sean Spencer uh, resigned. He was the White House. Spicer? Spicer, sorry. Did I say Spencer? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm British. Anyways, Sean Spicer uh, resigns. He's the White, White House uh, spokesperson. And, uh, you know, I don't know why, but he was always an interesting guy to watch them spoof on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, I was going to say that too. Um, please tell me you guys got something positive this year coming up because I feel pretty depressed right now. <laughs> not, uh, yeah, not in August, unfortunately. Well, I will say in July, uh, scientists uh, did determine that there's a high probability of vast water reserves under the surface of the moon, which will help us get to Mars. Well, moving on to August. <laughs> <clears throat> so, August, uh, again, not, unfortunately, Eric, uh, we're going to talk about another 
tragic event that happened in August. And these are all the issues that I feel like the military was talking about uh, in San Diego, especially uh, around this time. So in August, the USS John McCain crashed and had a collision where uh, uh, 10 sailors were killed. One of them was actually from my hometown, Poughkeepsie. Uh, Corey Ingram from Poughkeepsie, New York. Uh, That's where I'm from, upstate New York, uh, somewhere between uh, New York City and Albany, if anybody, for for our East Coast listeners out there. Eric's from New York. He's from... uh, He's from the Bronx. Queens, Queens, get it right. <laughs> I knew I, I knew I'd get him on the mic with that. So, uh, so again, another ship collision that en- ended up being a, an avoidable, that was determined it was an avoidable thing, and it happened, and we lost 10 people. Now, I haven't been on a ship, and if anybody out there has been on a ship, I can't imagine being in a ship when it's actually been in a collision. Like when we talked to uh, Stu Headley, from, from, who was a Pearl Harbor survivor a yeah. few weeks ago, uh, when a ship's hole is open and it's filling with water and you have to do those things that you train to do that's got to be an overwhelming event with adrenaline and fear and these guys took action and saved the ship you know people were killed but they saved the ship yeah uh i can't i mean i can't even picture what it must have been like for those guys and the amount amount of energy it takes to disable a ship to begin with to so to sort of experience that whatever that moment is whether it's a bomb hitting ground hitting another ship like that's a lot of energy uh, required to create you know debilitating damage to a ship so just that event alone is like shock and awe man and now you have to be have your wits about you and save the ship like so agreed so So i wanted to speak on that real quick i've always had that wonder you know we hadn't been in many naval engagements for quite some time the last you know ship that had a huge hole punctured in the side of the USS Cole. That happened right before I joined the Navy in 2000. Um, so I was always wondering, are our sailors still being trained, and do they really have that damage control? You think that's over 15 years of it actually happening, and some of these guys were these junior sailors, and they really did step up and save the ship. Obviously, you know, there's loss of life, um, which sometimes can be unavoidable, but to not panic and to get that flooding uh, under control yeah. is pretty amazing. I just didn't know if we still had those good capabilities, and obviously we do, so that's a good sign. I remember doing those drills thinking, oh, I hope this never happens. I know we're training for it, but geez, Louise, I really hope this never happens because this would be a disaster if yeah. we had to take these 4 by 4s and shore up these <laughs> walls to prevent the water from coming yeah. in. Like, holy cow. It, it, just so every, everybody knows, the hardest thing to find on a Navy ship is a piece of wood. <laughs> so I know it sounds silly, but they're completely made out of metal. Mops and brooms. Mops and brooms, baby. There you go. And I remember doing those drills in boot camp. Sweeping and swabbing. Thinking this isn't going to work. And then so to hear that it does work, you're right, is, is sort of, it's impressive. And, 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 and the, again, the proof's in the pudding. They were able to save their ships and, and get it back to where it's yeah, going. Yeah, good go. on those sailors for that training yep. and uh, stepping up. Yep. All right. What do you, what do you uh, have for August? August, uh, I, we're getting to the end of the four-minute bit here. I will say... Um, we did experience a total eclipse here in the U.S. Ooh, I remember that. Yep. And then uh, uh, Hurricane Harvey hit Texas. Um, and, uh, w- you know, we we know the story with that. More on that and a few, uh, you know, sort of the uh, fundraising that went down. There's some impressive stories. Uh, but interesting note, and it's just, uh, you know, over, over time, over the last, uh, you know, 20 years or so, uh, there's been a lot of fundraising uh, to fight against the fight against HIV and AIDS, and there's been awareness training and all this stuff. It's kind of been a social thing, right? Well, the Philippines uh, in August uh, reported between the years 2010 and 2016 a 140% increase 
in the transmission of HIV AIDS, the HIV virus, or uh, uh, the diagnosis of AIDS. Well, there goes our backup reserve military force. Yeah, I don't want to stop in port there anymore. Okay, moving on into <laughs> September. We are 30 seconds into our September time limit here. So here's a story uh, that everyone was talking about all around the all around the country, all around the world, especially if you're military, because we love football. Uh, I actually least of all in the room, but the military does no. love football. And uh, this is when the protests, professional sports protests started, when people started kneeling for the national anthem, yeah. which I think is silly. Uh, I think that, you know, you can do whatever you want, but I don't think that the message is really clear on what the point of that. That's what I always thought is, what's the point? Where do you, what do you think you're accomplishing by saying that you don't support the national anthem? You yeah. Know? But... All right, let's well, hear from the panel. A year let's ago, hear from the panel. But this is where it became uh, major. They weren't more people go. got so Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, it went from one ago. guy to whole teams to high school teams, and right, and it, right. it became to me some of the message got a little bit lost when people were kind of. It felt like we're just doing it to do it, where it's like why you should have got on board right away. I think it would have had a little bit more impact. I actually am fine with it. I mean, do what you want to do. This is this is America. I proudly serve the military to give you your right of free speech. And if that's how you choose to use it, I'm okay with that. I don't, I agree with you that I don't, I think that there could be a little bit better way to do it, but do what you want to do at the end of the day. I'm not, you're not going to make me cry. I think, yeah. So I I agree. And you know what? You're echoing the sentiment that I've heard from most people. I think that the military generally agrees that you can do whatever you want in civil protest, but what's your, what's your point? You know, like, what are you, what are you trying to tell me? You yeah, know? Give, give me the end game. Give me what, give me what you want this to accomplish, and then I can even get more behind you and, and probably support you. Okay, I won't kneel ever for the national anthem. That's just me. I feel compelled yeah. to weigh in on this. Go, only because it is controversial. I am a veteran, and I like to think that maybe I'm not, I'm not socially necessarily left in all of my thinking, but I like to think I'm in the center somewhere. Right? I'm a moderate, so this is, I know what the flag means to me. And it's, and it's constantly changing. And so our, our idea of what freedom is is also constantly changing individually. To me, those protests was about police brutality. And the way that uh, Colin Kaepernick chose to protest it, I understood. I didn't agree with it, but I'm like you. It's your right. I, I sacrifice. I do my sacrifices uh, because I believe in that right of free speech. And if that's how you choose to exercise your, your right of free speech, I support it 100%. I will say this. I don't think he really thought about military people in Afghanistan on a Monday morning, because there's a time difference, on Monday morning at midnight, sitting there watching a football game. Uh, and it's the only thing they have to connect him to home. Because... That's because of the time frame. You can't always talk to your family whenever you want. So this is one of the few things that you have to feel American when you're downrange. And so when those guys are sitting there watching that TV and those guys are taking a knee, uh, I don't think he thought for one second what that's like. And I think that they've come around on the back end and try to say this isn't about the military, da 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 da, da. But you can't disassociate the military from that flag. And that's all I have to say about it. Okay. So with that and – Guys, feel free to find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash The Scuttlebutt Show or on Instagram at The Scuttlebutt Show and tell us what you think about any of these topics or what you want to hear us talk about after the new year in season two of The Scuttlebutt Show. And as well, if you guys know any veterans who are in business or uh, entrepreneurs or have 
really good stories of transition who might want to come on the show and tell their story direct them to us because that's who our uh, guests generally are as veterans who have something to offer the current or former military as far as what it's like to get out and what it means to be a veteran, especially in Southern California. So what do you have? What's our October news <clears throat> stories? Okay, you're going to hate me for this. Okay. I'm going to take 15 more seconds to finish that thought. Oh, go. Police brutality is a real thing, right? It's a real thing. The only thing we can do is require all law enforcement officers to have a body cam, and you have to have that thing on. Every law enforcement officer should have seven different body cams. Just like when you go and get your weapon, you have, you, you have to, to test your body cam to make sure it works. If you're out somewhere and they want to they review the video on your body cam and it's off, you should be on non-paid leave while they do the investigation and this will tighten things up and it's really one of the only things you can really do and that's all that's now that's all i have to say about it i didn't want to present a problem without a solution and for me in my mind that's the solution moving on to october my friend finishing up the last quarter of the year yes uh the vegas shooting happened this was a big one this was huge everyone was this is what everyone was talking about in october yeah and this wasn't isis related it wasn't can i also add that it kind of fizzled as well the story kind of fizzled out and disappeared, and, and we never got an answer as to why or what happened with the victims who isn't were— that, uh, Isn't that interesting? —who were wounded and what their recovery was like. Also, another thing that didn't get a lot of note that actually I'm glad you brought this up because I, I meant to talk about this earlier is when there's an event like this, especially it was in Las Vegas, and obviously our military community in Southern California makes many trips up to Vegas, and there was a lot of military members there— when I hear about an event like that, the first thing that always comes to my mind is the acts of heroism, courage, and bravery that are displayed in the face of danger like that. People who ran through gunfire to get to people, people who laid down on top of loved ones or strangers, people, a Marine who stole a car, uh, basically hijacked the truck to load That's wounded right. into. He's a veteran, yeah. And they, I think he ended up, uh, some dealership gave him a truck yep. uh, afterwards. Cool story. And, uh, you know, that never gets the spotlight. And those, I think... You know, forget the guy who did it. Forget the villain. I want to hear about the heroes. Yeah. You know, when, when this type of thing happens, the people who stand up and do the, do the right thing, do the very selfless thing. Yeah. And it's pure humanity kicking in. And so, you know, that's a, to me, that's a, that's hope. You know, I mean, I just saw Star Wars, so that's my, I'm really into hope right now. Okay. Uh, okay. So we talked about the Vegas shooting, the Weinstein thing. Harvey Weinstein uh, thing started taking off, right? And those are his accusers are coming forward. And that started a movement called the hashtag Me Too. And now, towards the end of the year, we're looking at it. And uh, they are really uh, bringing Corey Feldman, right? It's suddenly relevant again because he's been talking about uh, pedophilia and, and sexual uh, sort of um, assaults and different things that are happening behind closed doors by powerful people. And not only is, it, is, is Weinstein the only person, there is a ton of people. And this is where the hashtag Me Too things comes into play. And it's not just men. There's women out there, too, who are being accused of sexual harassment, sexual assault in the workplace. If you're a military member and you've got a Me Too story, let us know at the show on our Facebook, Instagram, or the scuttlebutt show at gmail.com. And let us know what your Me Too story is, and we'll share it. Uh, there is an old saying that says, never meet your heroes. If your hero is somebody in Hollywood, let that be your slogan because they'll rape you, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Uh, I don't want to uh, exit October without mentioning October was the month where we lost uh, four Green Berets who were killed in an ambush in Niger, and they were there as sort of an advisory role uh, to help the Nigerian forces uh, root out uh, ISIS 
related terror cells and stuff like that. Okay, let's move on to uh, November. November. What do you have, Van, for November? Turkey. Oh. Turkey the place or turkey the thing? Eric thinking with the stomach. That's turkey for food for him. Mm, turkey for food. Yes. Um, all right. Uh, one Thank of, you, Eric. One, one of the top headlines uh, from November uh, 2017, four little-known veterans start a show called The Scuttlebutt. Oh, tell me more. I'm interested already with the name. Yes. Uh, and tune in weekly, and we'll just tell you al- along the way. Okay, let's uh, move on to it. Uh, other headlines. <laughs> uh, Syria claims victory uh, over ISIS uh, in November. Uh, you know, this is, you know. Which, for our listeners, that's really where ISIS began, was in Syria. Yep. Uh, and then uh, North Korea launches another missile, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Queen Elizabeth celebrates 70 years of marriage to Prince Philip. Um, Good for them. Yeah. And then uh, what do you got? What else do you got? Oh, I don't have anything for November. Okay. Yeah. Save us. Yeah. So, and then we talked about, obviously, uh, Turkey Day and uh, being able to, what were you thankful for this year on Turkey Day? What do we got? Mikey, what do you got? Uh, The uh, C2 crash off the Reagan Oh, in November. Yeah, yeah the C2 crash. Yeah, we so talked about talk you know, it on the show. We spoke about a show Max served on the Reagan. He's been launched off the catapult in a C2 before. So if you go to a prior episode, you can actually hear more on that. Um, and what was the what was the toll on that one? I can't remember. I think two died and uh, eight recovered. Might have been more deaths than two. I can't remember. Well, oh, bro, I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look it up right now. Okay. Three. It was three. Three deaths. Cool. So you already talked about the C2 crash. You were talking about Thanksgiving. And so what did you do for Thanksgiving this year? Well, my birthday is just a couple of days before Thanksgiving this year on November 21st. I'm just put that out there a little late, but whatever. Yeah. Did you um, get my gift? Yeah, I did. It was in spirit, right? That, yeah. You know. You're but, welcome. Um, now... I mean, I just ate like a pig for about a week and a half, eating mac and cheese for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, mixed in with some mashed potatoes and gravy, and just gorged myself for about two weeks. Yes, it officially starts the uh, uh, unnecessary 20-pound weight gain, Uh, and now that typically, and we're walking right into... You mean bulking phase. Bulking phase, For our listeners. Yes, (laughs) bulking phase. Bo, sorry. Well, Eric's wife does make some fabulous mac and cheese and uh, stuffing, so I also destroyed some of that well let me tell you a funny story so i'm at thanksgiving and the the what are you thankful for thing comes to me and uh something we we didn't really talk about uh in the beginning of the year it didn't really you know it wasn't like at the front of my list for things to talk about but uh in january there was a uh there was this big protest in north dakota for the uh dakota access pipeline and uh the obama administration had basically took his hands off it and he was like, okay, nobody's going to do anything. And then Trump came in and took it, Like he just said, we're doing this. And so he pushed for it. Right. Well, uh, in November, that pipeline officially leaked. And that's what the protest was all about. Like once you put this pipeline in, this is everybody's drinking water and it's going to leak and it's going to affect everybody. And nobody really wanted to hear about it on a good note. The economy's booming. So that's how those two tie together. So when it came to Thanksgiving, they were like, what are you thankful for? And I got all these weird looks for people because I was like, 
I'm just thankful for good water. Like everything we're eating on this table, you can't have it without water. It's just that simple. And everybody was looking at me like, okay. <laughs> okay, uh, timer's up. Okay, we're December. in December. We're in, yeah. That's the year we're in, or the month we're in right now. So uh, up to this point, and reminder to our listeners, we did pre-record this episode because we're taking a, a, a New Year's break. We'll be back next week on Friday with a live episode. But we're not even through the whole year yet, so we didn't know what happened on Christmas Day. Um, well, the, I can guarantee one thing happened. Santa came? Santa came. Yeah. Uh, for our uh, non-denominational Santa. Yes. For all of our listeners. Yeah, Rainbow Santa. So... Uh, the date of recording on this episode is December 21st. So one thing we're going to talk about is there was a terror attack in New York um, yeah. two weeks ago. Eric, why don't you tell us about that? What do you know about it? Wasn't it uh, in Queens or nearby your uh, your borough? No, actually the attack took place in Manhattan. And I want to say that it hit a bus um, and some other like pedestrians and bicyclists on the side of the street. Um, I'm not sure what the uh, motivation is. Obviously, they're still doing their investigation, trying to figure out what happened there. But, yeah, just these constant terror attacks. I, I mean, I know our, our world's in turmoil right now, and hopefully, uh, you know, our next coming year in 2018, we could look forward to something better. You know, ho- hopefully, you know, the world will progress forward. I don't know if it's going to be a magical year, but I always try and, like, have that positive mindset to uh, – Hey, next year is a new year. That's going to be the year. That's going to be the year mankind figures it out. You know, we can get along. Yeah. Finally. When are they? When are they going to change the name from terror to freedom abuse? Like, just because you can do something doesn't mean you should do something. Like, I could walk into a bank and take all the money, but you don't see me doing it. You know what I mean? And I don't, nobody I know is doing that. Like, everybody I know is proud to go out and earn their money and make their way and and provide something better for the next generation. Like, I do not understand these dudes. Like, where? how do you get there in your mind where you go, you know what, I'm going to go blow something up. Like, join the military, bro. Be about something. Go ahead, Mikey. Oh, just uh, just looking forward to some of the December topics. We also had the um, wildfires down here locally. Still going on. And right. uh, we lost the firefighters. Uh, this week too. Oh, yep, really? That's what I was going to bring up. There was that. a really great procession for him uh, down the 15. It was uh, really cool. A lot of overpasses, giant American flags. Really awesome to see. Uh, you know, you have to give a shout out to those firefighters, police. You know, they do a lot of similar things that the military has to do. We do a lot of it overseas. They do a lot of that here in home. The humanitarian efforts when disaster strikes here. Those firefighters and police, they're putting their lives on the line for us constantly. So I just wanted to recognize that. Uh, I, myself, have a house in Fallbrook, so the fire was uh, six miles south of my house. The way the wind was blowing, my house was safe, but if the wind was to have changed course and blow more north, then uh, well, I might have been uh, on the phone with the insurance company. Those guys are working extremely hard, even now, um, even probably as you're listening to this, Still fighting the fire in Ventura. Yep, stirring the coals and seeing if there's any, like, getting rid of the last embering pockets, right? Okay, so... Uh, December, uh, I got... Uh, Trump officially recognizes uh, Jerusalem as Israel's capital. Uh, Putin uh, states that he will run for re-election in Russia uh, just after uh, declaring that he is pulling Russian troops from Syria after Syria declares victory over ISIS. 
So kind of interesting. So 2018 will be another crazy year for international events. So we've got seven minutes left in the show. What I'm going to do now is I'm going to read a list of names, uh, many names of all those who've died overseas. And I'm going to include the names of the people who died in the plane crash from the the Marine KC-130. Yeah. Uh, And I'm just going to read the names in no particular order, uh, except for a few of them in the events that happened, like the ship crashes. And then I'm going to reference the Hall of Valor page from MilitaryTimes.com. All those who died while supporting Operation Enduring Freedom, Inherent Resolve, and other initiatives in Iraq, uh, Africa, Afghanistan, and around the Pacific. Yep. So starting with the sailors who died on the USS Fitzgerald. Dakota Rigsby. Shingo Douglas. Ngak Hun, No Hernandez, Carlos Sibayan, Xavier Martin, Gary Leo Rem, and the sailors from the USS McCain, Nathan Finley, Abraham Lopez, Kevin Bushell, Jacob Drake, Timothy Eccles Jr., Corey Ingram, Dustin Doyon, John Hoagland III, Logan Palmer, and Kenneth Smith. And the Marines and Sailor from the KC-130 crash, Dan Baldessari, Robert Cox, Sean Elliott, Kane Goyetti, Mark Hopkins, Chad Jensen, Brandon Johnson, Julian Kevian, William Kundrat, Talon Leach, Owen Lennon, Ryan Loray, Joseph Murray, Colin Schaff, Dietrich Schmiemann, Joshua Snowden, and now from the sailors who died on the C-2 that crashed off the Reagan in the Pacific, Lieutenant Stephen Combs, Matthew Kielastri, Brian Grasso. And now the following names are people who died in support of named operations overseas in the year 2017. Ryan Owens, Brian Odiomi, Robert Boniface, Alexandria Morrow, Austin Biren, Mark D. D. Allen Carr, Cameron Thomas, Joshua Rogers, Weston Lee, Kyle Milliken, Etienne Murphy, Dylan Baldridge, William Bays, Eric Hauk, Hanson Kirkpatrick, Christopher Harris, Jonathan Hunter, David Board, Alan Stigler Jr., Roshane Brooks, Aaron Butler, Alexander Miss Silden, LaDavid Johnson, Dustin Wright, Jeremiah Johnson, Brian Black, Jacob Sims, Stephen Cribben, Lee Smith, Hutton Brown, and Todd McGum in November 2017. So that was the all the named uh, operations where people were killed, along with operations in the Pacific and around the world, in support of uh, all the ongoing efforts that the U.S. military has. Yeah, and that's the uh, ultimate sacrifice that anybody uh, can make uh, for this flag and and for their families. And I think it's important uh, when it comes to, uh, you know, the, the, the 
the fabric of our society, of our nation, that each one of those people uh, has a mother and father, and both their mother and father each have a mother and father. And we're not even talking about their spouses, significant others, uh, their children, but uh, there there is a loss. And so uh, I just think it's uh, really important, uh, you know, that we run down that list and that we acknowledge uh, their sacrifice uh, from their family's perspective and 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 thank them for their for their service and and their sacrifice and hopefully we do them justice. Uh, some of those families are now called gold star families, so we didn't do a word of the week uh, this time around. But uh, it could be gold star. It could be Tell, gold star. Okay, so do do gold star? Yeah. So uh, gold star families are the families, the surviving uh, immediate families uh, of the people uh, who are um, who pay the ultimate sacrifice. Uh, and so you'll when you go onto a base and you go to what they call the commissary or uh you know the different the exchange the exchange medical yeah the different like we we basically have little tiny strip malls on the base uh there are parking spots specifically for uh gold star families and i remember this year there was a, a little debate about a gold star family getting kicked off of a plane to, uh, was stirring to say the least and i just think that the people who came at them uh just didn't understand things the way we kind of explained it. And, you know, at the end of the day, we're, we're just, we're veterans. We're unique because of that. Uh, but we're also uh, networked because of that. And, uh, but we're just normal people at the end of the day. And we, 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 we are proud of what we do. Uh, and we take it, we take it seriously. We understand that we could die simply on a training flight. I've always understood that. And so I, you know, and so when people see, you know, think of veterans as these, as the, as, as something delicate, uh, I think that's the wrong approach. I think the approach is, should always be just ask the questions you want answered and you'll learn, you'll learn what you need to know. Those of our listeners who need to know, feel free to, feel free to, to, to dig a little bit and, 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 and ask the questions that you, that you're, that you need answered. So as we wrap up this year and what we call season one of the Scuttlebutt Show, we move into what's going to be season two. Uh, we've got a lot of great guests coming up in the next few weeks. We've got motivational speakers. We've got animal experts for all the new pets that you guys uh, at home got over Christmas and whatever else you guys want us to talk about. Uh, we're going to be going on an episode every Friday. Tell us what you want to hear. Thanks for tuning in with us uh, on the Scuttlebutt Show this year, season one, starting in November of uh, 2017. As we move into 2018, I'm really proud that we have this voice for the military community uh, in Southern California. We want to grow it. So reach out to us, The Scuttlebutt Show, facebook.com slash The Scuttlebutt Show. I'd like to thank Van, Mikey, Eric for being on with us and helping us out. And for all you guys out there, enjoy your uh, New Year's. Thanks for listening to The Scuttlebutt on 89.1 KNSJ Desconzo. Tune in every Friday at 3 p.m. and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The Scuttlebutt Show and on Twitter at Show Scuttlebutt.